Endpoint security is a challenge for all organizations, especially in healthcare environments in which the endpoint user is often clinicians who need to access patient information quickly. Security procedures and technologies that slow down that access is often a pain point in those healthcare environments. I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Dave Summit, CISO at Moffitt Cancer Center and Research Institute. Dave will be speaking to us about some of the steps his organization has been taking to address certain endpoint security related pain points. So, Dave, I understand that Moffitt has been challenged by a problem that's common in many healthcare environments, so called slow load, which involves slow rendering of radiology images on PCs from a hospital's picture archiving and communications system. What was the problem that you had, and how did the security measures that you had in place fitting into the issues that you were seeing? You're absolutely correct. This is not just Moffitt-specific. This is an industry-wide specific. I've been in three organizations, and all three organizations have the same problem. And that is, when it comes to radiology reading, images are quite data-intensive and large, and therefore they need to render as quickly as possible or you're going to slow the whole workflow process down. And when that happens, we have people screaming. It can also impact the timeliness of of clinical care, so it it becomes a very important factor for us to get that resolved. So when I arrived uh, here at Moffitt, we had also begun implementing another or a different antivirus solution here, and when we did that, there's always that learning process of a new product going in the environment where you have to figure out how it's going to impact all the other applications that are going on. We quickly learned that radiology was one of those products because when an AV is put on a machine, you can put it in a very active mode of scanning everything that it does, including any data transferring that's going on with the machine. So when that occurs, it slows it down because it has, obviously, the the AV software has to look at every bit coming across to make sure it's good. That inherently is going to cause interruption. So as we were looking at that, I had been involved in another uh, rollout of the Bromium product in the past, and I really liked the way it had the potential of no longer needing an antivirus on the machine. So it would do its thing without an antivirus. So I got to thinking with my team, thinking, okay, well, what could we do if we put bromium on here and allowed that to run on our radiology reading machines? What are we missing? What could potentially happen where an antivirus may pick up something and the bromium product wouldn't? So long story short, on the bromium product, since it basically operates into a virtual world itself and can stop anything going on to the network or anything going elsewhere into the machine, that was a prime candidate. So we took a couple of radiology reading machines, removed the antivirus, put on the bromium product, and found that it definitely helped us with the speed problem. The test machines we have, the radiologists were completely happy with because they were back to reading normally. And that was compared to a previous version, either where there was no antivirus at all, which really opened us up, or the antivirus that was installed previously had so many exclusions that it wasn't really doing anything, which caused me yet another risk area. So that was kind of what led all this. And since we realized that it definitely sped up that process, 
we quickly made the decision to start removing all antivirus from all radiology reading machines and put on the bromium product. And that's where we are today. So Dave, what about other PCs, other endpoints in your organization that are not used by the radiologists? Are you also replacing the antivirus software on those endpoints? And if so, what are you doing to protect the endpoints now? Yep. So we are looking at some other candidates. The antivirus area has changed quite a bit in the last few years, and the product that we're currently using for antivirus also has other endpoint protection in it. So it's not an easy rollout just to go pull antivirus off and pull, you know, and replace it with a bromium because of the other things that my antivirus product suite can do, which I don't want to extract. So we're rolling it slowly, and we're looking for other candidates. And some of the other candidates that we are potentially looking at would be on the uh, remote users, something like our uh, remote coding population where they don't necessarily need everything on a machine where we could load a bromium product and not worry about antivirus and not worry about signatures being updated all the time across our network. So that's another population that we're actually looking at. One of the questions that I get consistently when we did this is, well, if you're not running antivirus, how are you protecting the user on that machine and how are you protecting that machine? The short answer to that is with radiology reading, we do a couple of things. One, we fully depend upon Bromium to do our protection of malicious opening content like files. We don't allow the radiology reading machine to the Internet, so they're not going to be browsing the Internet anyway. So where the files come in is through email. Our radiologists and users of those machines still have the capability to open up internal email, which could contain a, a, a malicious content file, and when it opens, Bromium has that protection and will not allow anything to to propagate. So we do two things. We use the Bromium, and then we use other controls, such as isolation of the product from the Internet. So, Dave, in healthcare environments, what are some of the special challenges when it comes to endpoint security, and how are you tackling those challenges, and where do medical devices sort of fit into this? The medical device is a really... a whole other wide range topic. Medical devices themselves obviously are usually embedded OS and have really no user logon interaction. It's just usually a service and the device itself is something very specific. So that causes a major challenge for cyber teams. How to keep those things properly updated and running vulnerability scans against them to understand what a real risk is, is very challenging. And then getting the mostly our those types of devices are a biomed device, which falls under the purview of usually the FDA and those vendors. And the challenges that I've been having and, and trying to address are the vendors that refuse to update, thinking that if they update, they now have to go back to the FDA for another review cycle, which most of the time they don't have to do. In fact, the FDA has put out those guidelines saying, no, you, you do not have to go through a full review of your, your process again. In fact, they're taking, the FDA is taking the stance now that cybersecurity is becoming very important in the protection of those devices, so they're looking at their whole process of how they validate. That's kind of my challenge is getting the right vendor or getting the vendor to understand what really needs to be done and getting them to update those products when they're not on our update schedule. How do they update? So that's a major challenge. The other threats at endpoint comes back down to the users the awareness of the user and getting them to understand what the real threats are in the world from a phishing attempt 
to doing too much on your machines to downloading software that may not be approved and still get installed on the machine that could potentially have something in the background running. So it comes down to awareness of my user, and we hit that really hard here. And finally, Dave, looking ahead to next year, what is on the top of your security priority list that you expect to be tackling? IoT devices. I really think that's one of the next areas that is going to be heavily exploited in the future. We're already seeing signs of it occasionally now, of biomed devices getting compromised or an IoT device on the network. And in a hospital setting, it becomes even more important that the IT team and the cyber team start working together to understand what's on the network because not all IoT devices on a healthcare network have to do with biomed. You have building automation systems that you need to be thinking about. You've got the PCI credit card scanners that may be on the network. You may have vendors coming into break rooms that are putting on credit card scanners that are attached to soda machines and candy machines and snack machines that are going on the network. So you've got to really pay attention to that type of network traffic and how you're segmenting it from the rest of the network. So those are my challenges going forward. And any particular promising technologies to address some of those issues? We're actually looking at uh, a couple of things. We we have already implemented um, artificial intelligence product in our environment. We've been heavily testing that for the last couple of months, and it has actually helped us in a few instances of identifying problem areas. So that's one area we are partnering with a local tech company here in the Tampa area to help develop a product specifically toward a healthcare network, and we're very excited about the so far where we have gone and, and the, the promise that it has. So that's one area. We are also now beginning to look at a, uh, a blockchain product to help secure uh, PHI. So those are the two areas that I think in the future we're really going to see some major, major breakthroughs and, and major movement ahead. Thanks, Dave. I've been speaking to Dave Summit. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.